0: the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. What's up, folks? My name is Rob Gorski, and you're listening to the Autism Dead Podcast. I want to thank you for taking the time to tune in. I really do appreciate that. Uh, I know I say that every week, but I'm I'm serious. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I wouldn't be here without you guys. Uh, Thank you for coming along on this crazy journey with me. Uh, And speaking of journey, uh, Season 3, this is the end of Season 3. This is Episode 40. I've reached my goal that I set for myself this year, uh, kind of by the skin of my teeth because it's halfway through December. But... Uh, I set out to put out 40 episodes, and uh, I accomplished that, so I feel really good about that, actually. And I met a lot of really amazing people this year. Um, a lot of specialists who uh, helped to educate us. I met a lot of parents who who were vulnerable and shared openly uh, the struggles that they face and their feelings and everything else. And it is very powerful to to witness some of that. And, and meeting these people has been um, one of the highlights of my 2020, you know? So I want to thank everybody for playing a part in, in this. Um, we're going to close the season off with one more interview, uh, with a parent and her name is Nikki Saunders. She lives in the UK and I do believe she is an author. Uh, but I do know she's an autism mom. I I don't know anything else because I go into these parent interviews almost completely blind and just sort of vet the person to make sure they are who they say they are. Uh, but that's it. So I'm very interested in learning how the diagnostic process differs in the UK. Um, and compared to what it's like in the U.S. I know the healthcare systems are, are different and I'm just curious as to what the process is. So that's one thing that I want to learn, uh, in, in talking to Nikki. So, uh, if you guys will just stay tuned, we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Thanks. I don't know about you guys, but meltdowns are one of the most challenging parts of being an autism parent for me personally. I have three amazing autistic kids. I love them to pieces. Uh, but I have had meltdowns in my life for about 20 years now. And we'll just be honest here, meltdowns suck. They never really seem to get easier to manage. And, you know, it, it, it's very stressful for the child who's having one. It's stressful on the parent. It's stressful on the siblings. And, you know, one of the best ways to manage this is to help our kids learn the skills that they need to avoid having them in the first place. And the best way to do that is to help them learn skills like emotional self-regulation. And the best way to do that is something called mightier. Mightier is a program out of Harvard Medical and Boston Children's that I discovered about two and a half years ago and have used with amazing success with my youngest. And it uses video games and a wrist strap heart rate monitor to teach kids about emotional self-regulation. And I know your head just exploded. Like how do video games help? Because normally they make things worse. This is different. It's biofeedback, it's proven science. If you're a science person, you'll love this. It helps to significantly reduce meltdowns. It helps to reduce things like anxiety and anger and frustration because it gives kids the skills they need to manage these emotions, not only manage them, but recognize them in real time and then manage them in an appropriate way that helps them to avoid outbursts. These are vital skills for our kids to learn as they get older. They need to use these these skills their entire life. In 10 years of doing what I do, I have never found anything that competes even remotely with Mightier. It's one of the few products that I actually completely endorse and stand behind uh, because I know that it works and I know it can help families like yours. Uh, I hear from parents all the time who tell me about how it's helped their child manage their anxiety or their frustration or their anger. And it's reduced meltdowns in their house and their kid loves playing the games. So if you're interested in finding out more about this, or you just want to maybe see what other parents are saying, you can visit the autism dad.com forward slash mightier. That's the autism dad.com forward slash mightier. Uh, and we're back and uh, have another parent to parent conversation. Um, and, and I, and I, I do these in a way that uh, just as a reminder, I do these in a way that, you know, I don't, really know much about the person that I'm speaking with other than, uh, you know, they're an autism or special needs parent. And, and the whole idea of doing these is, is to help you guys out there recognize that you're not alone. You know, being a special needs parent can be very isolating. And, uh, and it it is nice to know that there are people you can connect with in real life or even, you know, online with COVID Uh, that, that get it, they understand they've, they've been where you are or, or the other way around. And, uh, so it's been a very positive thing. So my guest today is Nikki Saunders and, uh, I really appreciate, uh, Nikki, you taking the time to come on the show. Uh, you're hailing from the UK, so I'm I'm not entirely sure what the time difference is. Um, but thank you for, for stopping by, I guess.
1: (laughs) No, that's fine. And it's 4 PM here. Um, oh, I've right. got the lights on, it's quite dark outside.
0: Yeah, it's we're we're, we're dark at like four thirty now, I think.
1: Yeah. All of a sudden we're nearly in winter. Don't know where summer went, but there we go. <laughs> yeah,
0: man. <laughs> could you um could you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Of course. And um, so I'm Nikki. I am an author from the UK. Um I have two boys. Um my eldest is 10 and my youngest is five. Um, my eldest was diagnosed with autism when he was three, which, um, as you can appreciate, was um, quite a long wait, and I had to push for diagnosis, of course. Um, my youngest is going down a similar route. Um, at the moment, we're kind of sat on the social communication disorder level at the moment. Um, but, they're, you know, they're doing okay, considering in lockdown. They've had difficult moments, but um, generally I think they are coping well, considering
0: what is, I know in the U.S. i S I'm pretty familiar. And and even in the U S the diagnostic process can sort of sort of vary from state to state. What is it like for you guys in the UK?
1: (laughs) I mean, I think I've had a long wait with my children. Um, You know, I've been, I've gone to doctor, to speech and language, to hearing, to health visitor, and that can take a year or longer. Wow. Um, but I do, I do appreciate there, there are people here that it takes a lot longer than that. I was quite lucky. Um, for some reason, it's just, it's, it's a very slow, and um, difficult process to navigate round as well. You don't know where to start, who to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my eldest, who's my first, first child, so I went to the health visitor. Um, no luck there. I went to speech and language, who told me she was underqualified. <laughs> to help me then. Um, <laughs> which, is, which is excellent. And um, then I went to um, hearing and the doctor. So eventually we got the referral. So once you've got the referrals, it gets the ball rolling and then it's another wait, really.
0: How, how long, like start to finish does the does the actual process itself take?
1: And um, so you go on a waiting list. So um, that that depends. Um, mine was around six months. I know people have waited a lot longer than that. Um, and then we went through the diagnostic process. We went to three Wednesday mornings um, in the centre, and they basically watched them play. Um, and there's a team of um, paediatricians, psychologists mm-hmm. who work with you and the child, and you pretty much know on the final day. So it's only three sessions, but it's just such a long wait, really.
0: Do you want to tell us a little bit about your your son
1: yeah yeah so he's 10 um he was just, so diagnosed at three and um, but i've known from a lot younger there were certain things that you know um repetitive movements lots of echolalia and resistance and um, obviously sensitive to noise to um lights and things like that busy environments i've always known um, he's in mainstream and he, he copes extremely well um, but I think at the moment at the age of 10 it, it's more when when things change so obviously especially with this year and all the uncertainty and mm-hmm. um, that's when he, he does start to let me know that he's struggling yeah.
0: Now are you, are you guys remote learning or are you? Like,
1: we actually- have been yeah we have been and um, we were. We were quite unlucky, actually. We went back to school recently. Um, then we had to isolate with symptoms, but we were okay. have
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, we had chicken pox, which was great. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. It's
0: 2020. Um, that's why.
1: <laughs> yeah. It really must be. Bless them. They don't say so well. Um, and then his year group shut. So if there's a case in the year, then they close the year group. So we were home again. So we've kind of done home learning for a long time a little bit of mainstream then some home learning you No, know, it's not for me and my family it's not consistent enough so mm-hmm. we're doing the best we can obviously to keep that that routine going now he's back in school this week is you know much he's got more of a spring in his step when he comes home you know it's that routine mm-hmm. so yeah he's doing really really well considering
0: how are, how are you guys doing um with COVID?
1: Yeah, so um, the schools are open. Businesses are closed um, until the beginning of December. So, you know, you can go to the supermarket. Um, Outdoor parks are open this time, which is helpful. Previously Mm -hmm. it wasn't, we could only have an hour of exercise. So we can go out as much as we want, but obviously, you know, you don't go to a friend's house. You just go out on your own. Um, and that can be really isolating, I think, especially for a lot of people in the same positions as us. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, depending on people's work as well. So everyone's being made to work from home. Um, so yeah, I think hopefully in the beginning of December um, it will lift, but we don't know that, do we? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the, yeah, the US is is a complete disaster. Uh, really? Oh yeah, we're we're like almost 130,000 new cases a day oh, yeah. and, uh, I'm in Ohio and okay. our, our governor is doing a state address, which is not good. Uh, mm. today I think it's at like five 30. Um, we're at like 5,000 cases a day in Ohio now. Um, wow. you know, so yeah, like there, and there's still schools like our, our public system, public school system where i'm at they're in classroom which i i think is insane considering everything that's going on we're doing yeah. remote learning which is mm-hmm. so much fun with autistic kids and <laughs> my son is currently actually very frustrated because he's doing state testing via remote learning which, oh, is, wow. in, which is insane i yeah I, I i i you know i don't know i don't know what to do with anything anymore. Um, no and how well so you're an author
1: yes you want want to
0: tell us about your book
1: of course yeah um now this came about um in 2019 i never planned to be an author i've always worked with adults with different learning abilities and in a special needs school for children with severe and complex needs Mm -hmm. um but last year i've always been honest with my son about his autism i think for us that was you know Important. It kept communication open in certain ways, um, but last year he began asking a lot of questions, and he wanted to explore and have the facts and have details. Um, so I scribbled a social story, which we we're used to doing, you know, for lots of things, new foods, new environments, and situations, to create um, a sense of reliability. And he loved it. He I called it my awesome autism because he is awesome um he read the book he corrected my grammar <laughs> <laughs> of course um laughed at my stick men um but he he loved it he was he just felt so proud of it and who he, who he was you know and i think he was relieved as well actually um to understand a lot of things why he might have been struggling um amongst friends or situations in mainstream um so I decided to publish it in the end self publish, which was quite brave at the time and um, built up my social media to reach certain people. And ever since it's Yeah, it's been a success we're doing really well. So um cool. now on book, now book seven. <laughs> wow. Yeah, really, really enjoying it. So I'm so grateful to him. um, you know, for setting me on that path, really, because I absolutely love it.
0: And you've had a, a very, you've had a positive response.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have. It, it's been amazing. Um, since from that, I had um, parents and teachers ask me to do one for siblings. So I thought, okay, I'll give that a go. Um, I did have people ask me about lockdown. And initially, I thought, no, <laughs> I can't deliver any kind of certainty mm-hmm. through a book for myself, let alone any children. Um, but then I was asked by a team of psychologists. So I felt better that I could, you know, knock on their door for facts that i needed so we then created welcome back eddie after lockdown for children returning to school mm-hmm. um we have i'm going to school uh, mistakes are cool because that was another one that was quite tough for my son in mainstream um yeah so it, it's all going really well actually
0: where can people find this
1: and um, they're all available on amazon okay. Amazon, um, waterstones, um, in the UK and also my website, which is nrsaunders.com. All
2: right.
0: And I'll have all of that information in the show notes below. So like mm-hmm. later on, if we can touch base via email and, and you can get me all the links and stuff like that, I'll make sure I get that and share it with everyone so they can check it out. Um, yeah, of course. You had made a statement that I, I wanted to ask you about. You said that you've always been honest with your son about autism. What, what does that mean?
1: Now, I know that some parents might choose um, not to talk about it. Okay. I have come across people like that, and that's absolutely fine. I guess it can, you know, for me, you kind of measure that by when they're ready mm-hmm. or uh, when it's appropriate. So I guess I've always tried to kind of gently talk to him about it from a young age, um, because as he got older, his vocabulary improved as well and his communication. And I don't think I wanted him to say, Oh, why haven't you told me? So I think it was just a case of, um, always being able to help him understand something. Anytime it came up, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, I wonder how many parents, I wonder how many parents do that. I've, I've never thought to ask anybody that like, um, with my kids, they know that they're autistic. I mean, because, well, they've been involved in all the stuff I've been doing and I've been doing this for 10 or 11 years, but they also, they, I don't, I don't know that they actually grasp exactly what that means. Like they'll say, oh, well, you know, I'm autistic and whatever. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know that they, we've always described it as, um, because each one of my kids, well, my two youngest are very high functioning. My oldest is, he, he he struggles. He's cognitively about five or six, but he's going to be 21 in January, which is scary. Um, <laughs> mm. But we've always just talked about how everybody's, you know, everybody has a different brain. And everybody's brain works differently. Everybody sees things in different ways and they uh, they feel in different ways. and And, and yeah. so, you know, autistic people tend t- to to feel things in ways or see things in ways that, that we're not able to, you know? And, and, and so I've, I've always built it up. Um, and there are challenges. Sensory issues are huge for us. Uh, and, and so they understand, I wanted them to understand where the challenges like where they came from and why they, why it was like that. So they never, they never looked at it as, like something was wrong with them or, no. you know, cause when they, and they're in a school for autistic kids, so they're not, okay. they're not, um, they're, we are lucky to have a charter school that just caters to, uh, autistic kids, kids with like ADHD mm-hmm. and some learning disabilities. And then they also allow their siblings to come in so that they mm-hmm. have sort of a more mainstream environment, but it's, it's safer because siblings yeah, tend to not. understand other kids that are like their siblings. Um, So they get some neurotypical peers and, and it's kind of a nice little mix. Um, Mm -hmm. So they never really have had to necessarily stand out from the group, if that makes sense. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And, and and so I'm, I I wanted them to be confident in who they were, all of who they were so that what other people can say or do doesn't really impact them in a negative way because they're, I, I mean, like my kids are, my, my two youngest are scary smart and just the way that they, <laughs> they navigate the world and they look at things and the way that they see things, it's hard for me to keep up with them sometimes. Yeah, it's and amazing,
1: even, isn't
0: it? it is absolutely amazing. And even my <laughs> oldest, you know, he, he's more challenged, but he still sees things in ways that oftentimes I'm just moving around too quick to pay attention to. And, yeah. and so they all have taught me way more than I think I've ever taught them. Uh, but I, I really like the idea of, of what you did. And I was just I'm not sure how many other parents, how other parents approach that.
1: Yeah, I think I think um, we were at Legoland once at a theme park over yeah, here. Yeah, um, Yeah, and he wanted to go through the exit. And he was only about was seven. And I said, oh, we can't. And I explained, you know, if about physical um, disabilities and I mentioned autism. And he actually said to me, I wish I had that. <laughs> so I was like, wish right,
2: I okay.
1: <laughs> Yeah, we're not going through the exit today <laughs> because I hadn't planned for it. Um, but again, you know, it's one of those things, like you're saying, he you know, he knows he's autistic. I haven't had to keep drumming that in or anything. Mm-hmm. It is, It is a case of, I guess, in quite a holistic way as he's grown up. Like you Mm -hmm. say, we'll see things differently. You know, I make mistakes all the time and I Mm point them out. Um, You know, our brains work differently. We'll have strengths and weaknesses and everyone has that little bit that they can bring to something. Mm -hmm. You know, and like you say, it's wanting to, to build them up so they've got that something to hold on to and believe in who they are, isn't it? You know, and that's another reason for his book. That's, you know, just empowering him. As a mom, you know, that
0: was the main thing for me. That's got to feel pretty good.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I,
0: like you guys can't see, yeah. she's got a big smile on her face when she's talking ah. about this and you can see she's, she's a very proud mom. And, and, uh, I am. and yeah, I know, I know I'm a very, I'm a very proud dad as well. And, and I, I have, I've worked very hard to sort of normalize everything yes. so that, yeah. um, you know, like, like, we never use the word, we rarely use the word autism ever in conversation. It's only brought up in no, context of, of something. So like people talk about my kids are like, well, what should I call them? I should be like, you call them Emmett or baby. Elliot or Gavin yeah. or like, I mean, like I don't understand the question in the first place. And, and it's like, I, I, I just, you know, so I've got three kids. I'll describe them as autistic, you know, depending on the circumstances. So things are in context or people are aware or to raise awareness or whatever. But, um, as much as I do in the autism community, I never really think about it when it comes to my kids because it's just all I know. It's it's automatic. It's just my kids are who they are and I wouldn't change them. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah.
1: And it's your bond with him, isn't it? It's connection. It, you know it's, it's nothing to do with um you know a term we use is it at all we live our lives with, and like you it's not until i'm on and um, say a zoom call or something to do with work that i use the word really or if i'm writing a book it's just yeah just living a normal family life aren't you
0: yep um how has how has being a special needs parent changed you or has it changed you
1: um I think yeah, I think it's drawing out the um, any empathy I've had in me, but big time, you mm-hmm. know, it made me, um, not that I wasn't unkind anyway, but to think about other people more. So, you know, if other parents might be struggling, you know, you almost feel what they feel sometimes. Um, so I'm really grateful for that because it you, you can really help other people along the way and i think you know my boys are definitely the best best teachers i've ever had for sure you know and I th- yeah i think they are the best teachers of empathy definitely do
0: you ever do you ever find yourself like um i mean not to assume but i would i would assume i guess that you know you find yourself on in groups or facebook stuff or on linkedin or whatever however it is where you connect with other parents And they share their stories or they'll share their kid wearing shoes. And as, as benign as that, that seems to the rest of the world, like you automatically are like, hell yeah. Like that's so awesome. (laughs) You know, like you just, you can like, you can, you can, you recognize the importance of something even as simple as, you know, my, my kid wore a shirt today for his, his remote learning live lessons that's you know, my day's going pretty good. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there's there's yeah. uh, you find it easier to relate to other parents.
1: Definitely. Yeah, you really do. And you know, like you're saying, for us it would be trying a new food. Mm-hmm. If I've seen a post about trying a new food, I've gone, Oh yeah, I'm in that same boat too. I I get I get what you're saying. I completely relate to that. Um and I and I think it's uh, gratitude, isn't it, as well. You know, you but oh I'm actually quite grateful to connect with that person that day or um to be able to link with someone else on that level and understand how that feels um but yeah it's it is it's it's different and I think as you kind of go through your day you you do forget those little things don't you and it's yeah. not until someone else brings it up it you kind of you go oh yeah <laughs> you know we're in that same position as well
0: do your kids, do your kids struggle with, um, with different types of foods? Are they, mm. are they? I mean, we say picky, but it's not really picky. It's sensory. You know what I mean? It's it's different than just picky eaters. Do you oh, guys yeah. have struggles with that as well?
1: Yeah, my eldest from tiny, and um, it was so interesting. He was weaned on, you know, your fruit veg. Got to eat about eleven months, and it was purely just white food. You know couscous chicken pasta um and, it, and i can remember calling the health visitor saying "Oh, you know unless it's beige he, he's really really not enjoying it he'll gag and i was so worried um but he was eating so for me i was pleased he was eating um but the health visitor said to me oh we all have a bit of ocd sometimes um and i i remember this But looking back, I don't think she understood autism herself or sensory processing needs. Mm -hmm. So it took a long time. And actually, it still takes a long time. And I think last week, my son tried a a new food with a different sauce. Oh, it was amazing. And I sat there trying not to react, just eating my dinner slowly. I was (laughs) so happy inside. I was like, yes. I don't know how we did it. But, yeah, it's great. You know, small wins are massive, aren't they?
0: Oh, yeah. Every little victory. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you guys, do you guys struggle with like trying to balance out their diet? Cause like, I can't, I can't sneak things in like my, especially Not. with my youngest. Oh. Like he is so, we always throw Tyson under the bus because they, they're like Tyson chicken here in, in the States and okay. they have uh chicken nuggets. So like when you think of chicken nuggets, you buy in a store, everything's a Tyson chicken nuggets and, and he can taste. If I buy two bags, he can taste the difference between the two bags. And so you can't, you can't like sneak things into food you're cooking to try and balance it out because he can taste, he can taste it you can't fool him. And then of course you can't lie to him because that, I mean that doesn't go anywhere positive. Do, Do you, do you find that a similar struggle?
1: oh absolutely and especially nuggets i was just about to say you know you can't buy two different bags of nuggets and and cook from both it's just one (laughs) Um, and it's breaded or battered i've I've never known children have the same especially if they have sensory processing if you know not any of the children i've worked with previously um but yeah you can't sneak hidden veg in and things like that and that used to panic me, that used to really worry me. I think, oh, you know, you need a healthy diet um, and all of this. But actually, our paediatrician said to us, you know, just leave a little bit of um, meat or veg on the side of the plate and eventually that exposure and food play when he was younger, will get there. And I would say that's taken years. Um, like you, I can't sneak veg in um, to something new, something different. We my son has a um, set foods. I know that he does eat, but it's taken us, I would say, years to get to where we've got to. So it's better than what it used to be. But, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's still not um, like like you say, your neurotypical picky eater. It is set ways of set things. Um, but his diet, yeah, he has more of a balanced diet these days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, still not quite there, but it it will take time.
0: Do you um? One of the things that my, and my, my kids have gotten better as they've gotten older because I've, mm. I've my youngest would, he had like five things that he would eat. Right. Yeah. And every time like a packaging on the, and again, throwing Tyson under the bus, like they changed the way their package was designed and oh. he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't touch it because it's not the same thing. No, and you know, so then you remove that item from his list of things that he'll eat. Now you're down to four things that he'll eat. Yeah. And I, I used to stress out so badly about balancing yeah. his diet. Like I felt like such a horrible parent, but like if if he literally wouldn't eat anything else and it was either that or not eat at all. And, it, and it's like, yeah. I don't know what you're supposed to do. As he's gotten older, he's, he's, he's become more relaxed with food and, and um, he likes preparing his own stuff now. And so oh. like he does like Mac and cheese and, uh,
1: yeah,
0: it's great. He he's he come up with his own recipes for like pancakes and 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 things like that. <laughs> so I've found that as I've allowed them to sort of explore that, yeah, sa- safely, <laughs> um,
2: <laughs>
0: just throw that in there. Like you know, don't just whatever. But uh, yeah. they're more willing to try things that they had a hand in creating, if that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and so we've we have relaxed, but it used to be like everything had to be on a separate plate. Like if there were three items, yeah. each item had to have like its own plate. Yeah. And then you had a different fork for every item yeah. and a different spoon and nothing could touch. And if it touched, it was ruined. And, yeah. uh, Oh my God, we went through that for years and years and years. And yeah. So
1: I think we bought, bought the special plate at one point with the different compartments on. Did that, that work? Helped. Yeah. Well, saw the for a little while. <laughs> well,
0: Cause it is, I mean, it is, it does separate them.
1: It separated them, but you couldn't put anything new in it. So, speaking, yeah.
0: of, speaking of Emmett, yes, Emmett. Oh, just open the door because I know you're there. What? <laughs> oh my God. This is the obligatory Emmett interrupting my podcast.
1: Hi. Say hi nice to Nikki. You,
0: you just pulled my headphones out. Say hello.
1: Hi. In hi, Emmett. How are you? It records
0: right. Scooch up.
1: Good. You're good. How old are you? Twelve. You're twelve? Wow, you're really tall for twelve, aren't you? My goodness. How's it going? What have you been doing today? I just finished school. Yeah? It's not a happy look. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Well done for doing it. Well done for doing your schoolwork. You can relax now. Yeah. <laughs> okay come do, on. do you like playing with Daddy's equipment <laughs> yeah it really depends depends yeah it does doesn't it but it's lovely to meet you same to you um I'm going to leave now and hmm oh thanks for dropping in
0: well thank you do you feel better
1: yes can we and Kevin play the
0: expo I, I don't care just do it quietly. No fighting. Take the dog. Take the dog. Take the dog. No.
1: Nope.
0: No, nope. Emmett. Take the dog. Emmett.
2: <laughs> I love it
0: every single time. I have a I have a friend who lives in Scotland, and he he's a huge he's Emmett here is a huge fan of of like the English Scottish uh, oh, accents. Okay. Yeah. A- and uh, normally he just pops his head in. He hasn't actually jumped in in a while, but I ended That's up awesome. just, I just leave it all in anymore because it's like you know what like it's real life and it's everybody else it is, is going through the same thing.
1: I uh, love that. Brilliant. Yeah. So I'm He's, gonna leave now. See you yeah, later. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and it's so it's so like there's no like winding it down. It's just like yep, I'm out. See ya. You know. Yeah. I made my appearance, Hello. so it's consistent.
2: Yeah, I love.
0: <sighs> it. Um, I have no idea what we were talking about. Oh, we we're talking about food. Okay, how about? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens. It happens. And then it derails, you know, my fragile train of thought. Um, but
1: that's refreshing for me. Very refreshing. Cause that, that's my life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, see, I used to, I used to, I used to cut all that stuff out
1: because no, really? I
0: thought like, Oh, nobody wants to hear that. But then it occurred to me, like we're on lockdown. Mm. Everybody's experiencing the exact same thing. I don't want anybody to think I'm any different than what they are. And, yeah. and it's real life. and, Do I like the fact that he, I mean, I'm used to it now, so it's, I sort of expect it. I can always see his feet underneath my door (laughs) and and I know that he's making his way over. Uh, But
1: But that was so confident. He just came on and communicated with me. That was lovely.
0: Yeah. Well, he, he was, he was nonverbal for the first four, four and a half years of his life.
1: Yeah, my
0: son was not And us. and then all of a sudden he just started talking like he'd been <laughs> talking the whole time, you know. And yeah, um, it, it, It's great now. He doesn't ever doesn't ever stop talking. And yeah. he's yeah. So he's a trip. But Aww. we were talking about him because we were talking about the food and that was him. And so he must have decided that he was gonna okay. Ruby stop. Go lay down. Go lay down. Don't don't. Oh, fine. Come here you can say hi to this is ruby
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, hi ruby
0: yeah don't <laughs> give me that look get out of here
1: cute.
0: she uh and then he thinks it's funny he locks her in here
1: <sighs> amazing i love it yeah <laughs> hey you get your work you get your work done you yep. know. It's win-win, it, it
0: happens it's real life people can relate to it <laughs> Hey guys, I know life as a special needs parent is very challenging. It's very rewarding, but it's very challenging. And there are a lot of products and services out there that are aimed at families like ours. And it's hard to navigate, uh, which ones of them are legitimate, which ones of them are a waste of time and money. And so what I have done is I've begun putting together a resource page on the autism dad blog that will list products and services that I have thoroughly vetted and tested personally over an extended period of time so that you can have a place to go to maybe find a direction to go in or at least know that there are trusted products and services out there. Um, these range from managing uh, wandering, uh, behavioral problems, uh safety things and and uh, educational apps things like that so you can check out the autismdad.com forward slash resources that's the autismdad.com forward slash resources and check out what's on that page uh, everything there is legit it's vetted it's tested and i am comfortable recommending it to not only you but my own family and friends as well so the autismdad.com forward slash resources <laughs> How has or has being an, uh, an autism parent impacted, mm. like, relationships with family and friends or work or?
1: Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think I worked in a, um, a special needs school for severe and complex needs, and I worked yeah. in the behavior side of things. Mm-hmm. So they were actually quite understanding about things and they got it. It was lovely to work somewhere and be in the same world. As I was at home. Mm -hmm. So that was really nice. Um, But yeah, I think when my son was diagnosed, friends and family took a bit longer. I can remember my mum saying, Oh, there's nothing wrong with him. And I said, I know that. (laughs) But it's, um, yeah, it's just different. But she did get her in the end, bless her, and I can understand it. But yeah, it's, um, I'd say along the way, I've had some very lovely, supportive friends and family, but you know, I think you could argue that it has filtered out people that I don't have time for, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not being mean. That's just kind of prioritizing us as a family. Um, and I've used to feel bad for that, but I, I don't know. I think it, it doesn't harden you, but you, um, you adapt, don't you?
0: Yeah. So mm. do you, you mentioned support. Do you have a support system?
1: Um, my support, I would say, would be my other half, my friends and family, mm-hmm. um, and they're all great. They really are. Um, I'm not with my eldest dad. We separated when he was younger. So mm-hmm. Okay, That could have put a strain on things then. Um, and he's very supportive. He's an excellent dad to him. They have a lovely relationship, and that's great. So um, actually, yeah, I feel quite blessed with um, support, but I can I can see how some people can be um quite isolated if they don't have that because mm-hmm. obviously systems over here aren't quick to jump out and help people they you kind of have to go and find it yourself i think um you know which is why a lot of people do go to these online groups and meet people and share ideas and it's a really good thing especially at the moment
0: well they read books right yes yeah,
1: yeah that's true either way <laughs> Um, yeah that's very true. I did search for a, a, the book first and mm-hmm. um, when he was little but never found never found anything you know on the shelves and the lady in the shop said to me at the time I'm sorry we don't stock that sort of book now being an autism mum I was a bit offended but <laughs> equally <laughs> if I'm honest but I can say she was friendly you know it wasn't any um she wasn't being rude it was just that unawareness not knowing about it that's mm-hmm. all um and it really stuck with me it really made me think so to actually go in the bookshop just before we had our second lockdown and see it on the shelf was um brilliant just lovely for me that another parent can walk past it and just pick it up so yeah it's great
0: that's cool that's very cool that's got to feel like it's got to feel really good
1: it really does yeah um yeah, I have to pinch myself sometimes actually. <laughs> I feel like I've done it. You know, I'm just me, but it's, it's been an amazing journey. I've met some incredible people along the way as well. So, yeah, the really d- it.
0: What has what the response been? Have you gotten feedback from people outside of the UK?
1: Um, yes, I have. Um, on my Facebook and Instagram, I speak to a lot of people outside the UK as well, um, cool. all different countries. That's really nice. And it's interesting as well because everyone has a different way of um, dealing with things as well. Mm So yeah, that's been really good to connect with people all over the world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's different as we all are. And -hmm. even culturally, like it's different in the U S than it is in the UK. Although I think we're probably closer than what most other countries are. Yeah. Uh, culturally anyways. And, and, but there is these, there's, there's commonalities. You could talk to an autism parent anywhere in the world and talk yeah. about food or clothing and you don't have to go uh, any further than that. You've already created this common bond. They yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. It may be handled differently or they may view it differently, but, yeah. but it's, it's, this is something that there's, there's a unique bond, I think with, yeah. with autism parents. Uh, and it's so cool when I, when I talk to people, um, cause like I was telling you before we started recording that like, like I don't, I purposely don't, meet the people before we have these conversations because the, the kind of exploring the commonalities is such a cool thing for me Yeah, because I mean, we're two strangers outside of, like, I know you have a book and you you know the stuff that I do and, and you're in another country, mm-hmm. I'm in another country, but, but there's already so much in common just having these conversations and people who are listening uh, hopefully experience something similar. And, and it's just, a, yeah. it's just a very cool experience to, feel more connected uh, mm-hmm. with the world in a positive way. I think it's a very positive, yeah. positive way. Um, it's amazing. Are there any sort of unique challenges that you guys face?
1: Unique challenges. Ooh. um, can't get past 2020 at the moment. Well, you
0: can't. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> probably, I should probably scratch that off the list.
1: <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good one. Um, he my eldest he starts upper school next year so i think that's going to be our biggest our biggest um transition
2: mm-hmm. and
1: challenge um so i've kind of got that on the mind at the moment and um, but generally i would say he, i'd say my children have maybe taught me to be a certain way so They probably don't face as many challenges as if I probably push the boundaries too far. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm all for pushing the boundaries, you know, and helping them a certain way. But if they're comfortable, you know, with um, certain things, then that's what we do pretty much. I guess when routine changes, that's when I definitely can tell the difference. I can tell something's up, and you know, need a lot more time to work it out together. Really,
0: one one of the uh one of the other commonalities that I find with parents, it, it, what, like what, what kind of things are your kids into? Because it seems to be <laughs> our kids are always into like a hand. It's a handful of things and it's usually in the same category <laughs> across the board, yeah. no matter where you are on the planet. And I was wondering what yeah. your kids are into.
1: Okay. You probably guessed it already. Um, gaming. Yeah. My son loves his, uh, iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he just found, um, like an kind of an auditory app yesterday where he was making his own music and you could um i don't know what it's called i must find out and let you know um it was brilliant we sat and you know we do it together we listen to it and he said nope that's a wrong beat and he made it perfect yeah things like that he loves doing um he does love his games he likes kind of animating things a little bit on his games as well wow that's Um, cool bit of minecraft Yep. Fortnite.
2: Those I just hate Fortnite.
1: He did for a long time. He said, I'm not playing that, I'm not playing that. Um, but then he got into it, but not massively, to be honest. Um, he's not one of these big sort of Xbox or PlayStation fans. He, he likes his iPad. He likes to navigate around mm-hmm. a computer and um, find the facts and work out how things work, you know? And when he was tiny, he had a huge obsession with wheels, absolutely mm. loved spinning wheels. Um, and we could go to a toddler group and he would try and flip over, flip over a buggy to spin the wheels, <laughs> but I'd have to check there was no one inside it first. <laughs> you know, it just, yeah, he does fixate on things, but I just, I just find it so interesting. I really do.
0: My youngest, especially my youngest used to take things apart when he was oh, a real really? little. really? And he would, he wanted to know, like, you couldn't just push the car. He wanted to know how the car pushed, if that makes sense yeah. or, how, or, or the yeah. mechanics behind it. So he would, he would take it apart and, you know, most of the time, I mean, he still does stuff like that now, but he takes apart like electronics and tries to fix them when they're broken. Um, and he can usually, oh, yeah. he can usually disassemble and reassemble it exactly the way that it was. Fixing it's a whole nother thing, but the fact that he yeah. can take it apart and put it back together, I've always thought was really cool. That's
1: awesome, yeah.
0: That's that's cool because like my kids are totally into. While well, they were totally into Legos, you'd said Legoland. So yeah. Think of that. Um, Minecraft is is mm-hmm. pretty big. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was back. Um, Yeah. So there, it it just seems like there's comp, trains is another one. Um, oh,
1: I've met a lot of children that loves their trains when they were little. Yeah, definitely. I was just talking to yeah.
0: uh, an autism mom and her son uh, loves trains and they go to watch the trains and stuff like that. And there was another oh, wow. dad that was telling me that uh, he met his wife. Actually, it'll be the episode that airs right before yours. Um, he met his wife. They both have, they both had one autistic kid each. And so they at their blended family and he met her and it was related to a train museum or something. And
2: yeah.
0: so the, trains seem to be a common theme and Legos and Minecraft and video games and wheels yeah. spinning things. It's, yeah. that's really cool. It
1: really does.
0: Um, what do you, do you find it difficult, um, to prioritize yourself?
1: Yes. Yeah. I think I always have done actually. Um, I've got better at it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think lockdown's been a good reminder for that. When you, you know, you've had to stop and think, actually, a lot of the time, look after yourself. Because being home so long and homeschooling um, isn't always in favour for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you kind of have to. But, yeah, that is something that um, I'm aware of and must keep keep aware of it. But, it is, yeah, definitely kind of been as long as the kids are okay then i'm okay you know Mm -hmm. we've had that mindset which makes me happy obviously but yes i think self-care is really important if you if you can you know
0: (laughs) and when i always ask people i always ask people what is the last time that you did something nice for yourself people are always like that's so loaded but it's its the idea is yeah. not like it's not like a comparison of who does what it's a it's yeah. trying to make people aware of the importance yeah. of self-care
1: I think that's a really good question um it does because you know anything that makes people think you know a car self is is really important isn't it
2: yeah.
1: um okay so I bought myself a book recently that I really wanted there you go there you go <laughs> little things like that yeah um and it's a really good one, I love reading. So yeah, I did, did actually do something recently, are, but not all the time.
0: Are you a paper, like physical book or like ebook kind of person?
1: Um, this one was a physical book. Normally I'd go for an ebook, but I I really wanted this one on my bookshelf. So um, yeah, it's rare I do that, but you know, I'm pleased about that. That's... What about you? When was the last time you did something for you? <sighs>
0: Well, we're on, uh, I think it's 251 days of lockdown now. My oldest is immunocompromised. And so it's been me and three kids. Um, wow. No one's ever turned that around on me. Um, (laughs) well, no, it's, it's, I I mean, I talk about it all the time, but it, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I I worked out the other day. That's good. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been talking, I've been going out of my way to talk with friends more often, uh, to stay connected right. with people. Um, yeah. I do these conversations, which are basically my adult contact, you know, mm-hmm. during the week. Uh,
2: yeah. That's
0: pretty good. And I, I mean, I think, I don't know. That's a tough question. It's tough, <laughs> yeah, it's it is, especially <laughs> on lockdown. Cause like we can't, we went hiking yesterday. Mm uh, my car was in the shop for about five weeks is the whole thing had to get repainted. And so we couldn't, we literally couldn't go anywhere, but we weren't really going anywhere anyways. So, um, we found like some remote places and we'd go hiking and stuff like that. And so that, I mean, that's self care, getting out into nature and, and, uh, safely getting out into nature.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. But yeah, that was good. That was good. Props to you on that yeah. one.
1: No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's It is amazing that you, um, can do all of that with your boys and do your podcast, you know, that is pretty incredible. You must sometimes think, well, how am I going to fit this in? You know, uh, I can appreciate that. I think it's great that you managed to do that.
0: You will be episode 40 wow. for this year. And like the first two seasons were, were really short because I was just kind of messing around trying to figure out how to do it. And this was the first like real effort that I put into it. And and mm-hmm. we did 40 episodes And that was, I think that was kind of my goal and it, and it it is tough to maintain. I don't know. I don't like if I give the impression to anyone that that this is easy, I'm giving you the wrong impression because it's absolutely not. And (laughs) like, like, I feel like my life is a mess most of the time and just trying to, to find balance between work and remote learning. And, um, like there are some interviews, like when we're talking for the podcast and stuff that you know, if my kids interrupt, it is what it is. Right. But then there's sometimes Mm -hmm. where you're, you're dealing with like, you know, business related things that you you really, you really don't want that. And, and, and so it's, it's, it's tough to balance everything, but you make it work. You know, I mean, we'll come out on the other end of this someday and my goal is to have four of us came in and four of us are going to come out and that's, you know,
1: yeah. Well, and you'll be able to look back on all the hard work you've done as well. You know,
0: well, thank, Great. You. thank you very much.
1: I mean, this is my second podcast. So I don't know how you've done 40. It's amazing.
0: Wow. <laughs> so do you, do you, do you have a podcast?
1: No, I was invited on one recently. Um so I've done that. And then this is my, my second one. I'm inter- well, been very, so, yeah, I mean, to be interviewed. Yeah. Very that's cool.
0: Yeah. You should, th- they're, they're not, well, they can be time consuming and if Ooh. you're really particular about things like I am, it it, it oh, yeah. can become <laughs> like a nightmare. Like I, I tend to become sort of OCD with audio and stuff like that. Um, okay. but, but it's a really good outlet for me yeah. and and writing, you know, I've, I've written 12,500 posts in 10 years. Wow. Um, like- wow. and it, it, it is a lot. I've, I've chronicled our journey from 2010 forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and the podcast is nice because I, I get to the point where I almost hate writing anymore because it's just been so much of the same thing and it's really cool to be able to like connect with people
1: yeah. and
0: even though like I don't use the video I, I just use the audio it's nice to see people that you're talking yeah. to and uh, you know it's just a it's a positive thing and and it keeps me from losing my mind more so than what I probably already have over the years <laughs> but you know we all we all do what we got to do and and uh just keep raising awareness and and helping people to not feel like they're alone you know
1: no exactly that it's important you know one general chat between two people can really help somebody else who's listening you know it's, Mm -hmm. it's quite powerful isn't it and i think you know in our different ways so my writing your podcast we're Doing our little bit for awareness out there, and you know, it makes quite a difference. I think the more the more people that can, the better.
0: Yeah, you have. I've had people, I, I, a lot of a lot of grandparents, especially who yeah. who are kind of of that generation where there there wasn't that kind of awareness about things like autism and. And so they, they are kind of unsure. Maybe they think they're going to grow out of it or, or there's just, they're well-intentioned, I think most of the time. And, but there's just sort of a disconnect, you know, because maybe they don't experience it firsthand or something. And having, having someone on the pod and talking about those challenges, you know, they listen or their, their, their kids will listen and say, Hey, you want to understand what's going on? Listen to this because this mama out, you know, Nikki out in the UK was talking about how, uh, her son struggles with food and, and all these other things. And so then they begin to sort of open their minds to it. And, and it, and it sort of, it sort of connects dots for people. And and it's, I think it's very positive. And so I I really appreciate, um, your your willingness to just to, to talk about this stuff. I mean, I, you know, not everybody, not everybody's comfortable doing that. Uh, I I think it's awesome.
1: Mm, Likewise. It's, it's good for me as well to, um, Speak to someone else in similar situations, like people we were saying earlier. You know, to relate to somebody else, if even if it's labels in clothing or food mm-hmm. or and um, different situations. Oh, and like labels,
0: say, <laughs> Ta- yeah, tags of clothing.
1: They're <laughs> great fun, aren't they? <sighs> but I just, I think anyone, yeah, listening, like you say, you can connect those dots, and it can really benefit um, their family as well. So yeah, it's really positive, and it's been great fun.
0: Do you have any? Uh, parting advice for for parents out there.
1: Um, hmm, that's a good one, really good one.
2: Yeah.
1: Other other than obviously it's hard in lockdown, find your tribe and people that are there for you and support you. I would say during this pandemic, just take the pressure off yourself. To be honest, if you can, it is so easy, isn't it? You know, to beat yourself up over things. Um take things personally to heart or blame your parenting for something Well, actually, you know, I'm sure if you speak to someone else in a similar position, they might be feeling like that too. And sometimes you don't have to, it's a case of just remind yourself that you're only human, you know, Mm -hmm. you're doing your best, aren't you? So I think that's, that's it really.
0: (laughs) That's, that's, that's excellent advice. Um, thank you very much for, for taking the time to, uh, open up your life to us and, and help us get to know okay. you and your kids. And um, it's also fascinating when you're, when you're talking to someone from a different country because things are handled differently. Like okay. you guys go on wait lists, right? And oh,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> in the US, I mean, in recent years, it's, autism has been covered, but before that there was like insurance wouldn't cover it. So everything was out of pocket. So,
2: wow.
0: so you might be able to go find therapy or, Um, evaluation or testing, but you have to pay for it yourself. And that's crazy expensive, super expensive. And so it's regardless, it's unattainable, but it's sort of unattainable for different reasons. And uh, you know, now they've, they've forced it so that, you know, autism is covered and preexisting conditions are protected as of now. Um, But it's interesting to see sort of the, the, the differences in how, how it works like in the UK, it works differently in Canada. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's interesting to see what other people are, what their experiences are and, you know, it's,
1: Mm. I mean, it must be hard for low income families. That's That's hard. And I think over here, if you have the money, you can fast forward the process, you know, and a lot, a lot of people don't. So it is, is a waiting game, which is, you know, can be so hard for some people that are desperate for kind of answers and to access support. But can't access support until they've got that diagnosis. You know. Um so yeah, it's a shame that that it has to work in a way that if you have more money then you can you can buy it really. But yeah. Hmm. It's very different in each country, isn't it?
0: And it seems to be problematic wherever you go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's gotta be a better way.
1: No, exactly. Hopefully one day there will be. One day. One day. We'll just keep pushing our stuff out there and hope for the best.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I will have, well, we'll connect again and I'll have all of your information that you want shared publicly in the show notes. People can find your book and, uh, and check that out. I would encourage you guys to do that. Um, your website, all that stuff so that, uh, people can, can connect with you and and check out the stuff that you guys are doing. So thank you again, very, very much. Uh, stay safe.
1: Yes, you I too. Know, Thank you so much. It's
0: been lovely talking to you. You have—I don't know what date is. What is it? Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday.
1: Wednesday. Yeah.
0: <laughs> have a have a good rest of the week. I, I don't Andy. know. you.
1: All
0: right. Take care, Nikki. you.
1: take
0: care. Bye. Bye. Before I close out this final episode of season three. Uh, yes, I'm just that excited to have reached that goal. Cause it's, you know, a cool thing for me. Um, but I wanted to thank Nikki for taking the time to come on the show and talk to us about her life and her journey with her son and her family and talk to us about her and talking to us about her books. Um, all those links and stuff will be in the show notes. So you guys can find that information there. Uh, and I really did appreciate learning about the process that she had to go through in the UK to have her son diagnosed because you know, I I think perspective is really important. And, you know, in the U S uh, until recently insurance wouldn't cover most anything that had to do with autism. And so everything was out of pocket. And so you had the services available or you may have had the services available, but you couldn't afford it because it was too expensive. And so it's sort of dangling there in front of you, but it's uh, unattainable. And in the UK it's, you know, it's sort of unattainable for other reasons. Uh, it seems like, like the wait list that you have to be on can be really long. And, and so you have the services that are there and they're available, but you can't, you can't get them when you need them. And, uh, or you can't always get them when you need them. And that's very frustrating. And, and frankly, it's really sad, uh, to be at the the end of 2020 and we are still not able to provide our kids with the healthcare that, that they deserve. Um, the diagnosis and the services that they need to reach their potential, you know, as a society, I think we need to do better. Um, and so any, anyway, uh, Nick, you really appreciate your time. Thank you for, for opening up and and talking to us about, uh, about your life. And I really appreciate the insights, um, about how this whole thing works overseas. So thank you. Uh, as for me, you can find me at the autismdad.com. All my social links are at the top of the page. Uh, you can find this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, please hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate that. And if you haven't already done so, please rate the podcast. I would really appreciate that. It helps me to kind of learn what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. And, uh, it's, it's a way that you can give me feedback. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, I would really appreciate it. You know, I guess I won't see you next week. Uh, but there's three whole seasons that you guys can go through. There's 60 or 70 episodes. Uh, that you can kind of get caught up on over the last couple of years. So you can check that out over the next couple of months while you're waiting for season four. Um, And I guess, I guess that's it. It's been a long year. And um, I guess for the final time uh, of 2020, I will, I will ask you guys to please stay safe. Uh, I will ask you to wear a mask and social distance and listen to our healthcare professionals who are trying to keep us alive. Um, take COVID very seriously. Uh, at, at the time of recording, it's it's uh, about the middle of December, and and we have some very dark days ahead of us. Um, it's it can be scary. I know that it can be overwhelming. It can be incredibly lonely. Uh, I'm on I don't know like 285 at this point of of COVID lockdown. Uh, so I get the loneliness. I get the isolation. Um, you know, my son is a compromise, so I don't feel like I have any other choice. Um, but we will get through this. There's a vaccine out. There's vaccines out now, and it's a matter of getting them to everyone. Uh, so we have some time before we're on the other end of this, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, let's just hunker down and do what we can to preserve as many lives as we possibly can because every life matters. Uh, so, so stay safe. I love you guys. Thank you for being a part of this crazy journey this year. And I will see you, uh, in 2021. Bye. Autistic kids can sometimes struggle to learn new skills, such as riding a bike, reading, or simply having a conversation to a high level of proficiency and automaticity. Brainiac is a brain enhancement program that gets to the root of the problem. It builds stronger brain and body connections that elevate learning capacity within four to six months. Brainiac cross trains motor movement, visual, auditory, and cognitive thinking connections using fun interactive video games. Strengthened connections allow kids to learn new skills and perform them automatically with more confidence and greater independence. Brainiac is for homes and schools. Visit canoe.com, that's K-I-N-U-U.com and be sure to use the code theAutismDAT at checkout to save $500. It's a limited time offer and it will expire on May 31st.